Hi, it's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's March 6th. Let's find out what happened around the Metaverse this week. Would you want your legal fate to be decided in the Metaverse? That probably depends on who you are and what you did and how good your lawyer is. But Cointelegraph Sierra Lyons reports that Columbia, the country, not the university, or Columbia, South Carolina, or the old space shuttle, has become a leader in looking for innovative ways to conduct legal proceedings virtually. In fact, they've already done a trial in the metaverse. No, I don't mean they did a test in the metaverse. They did an actual trial. And for most reports, it went pretty well. The court magistrate said it felt more real than a video call. Now, it wasn't a murder trial or anything like that. It was a traffic dispute, but it did last two hours and was conducted partly in the metaverse, and the verdict might also be delivered in the metaverse. The participants appeared as avatars in a virtual courtroom with the magistrate dressed in black legal robes. It was at least as real as watching the reboot of Night Court on NBC. A recent CoinWire survey found 69% think the metaverse will eventually change social lifestyles due to the activities that will be possible in it, like jailing you. We hear about the value of crypto plunging and lots of attempts to regulate it, but for those who dig it, none of that has put them off from owning cryptocurrencies. A new survey by Coinbase shows about 20% of Americans, representing at least 50 million citizens, own different types of crypto. And that ownership has been pretty consistent throughout the 2022 bear market. Who cares if Bitcoin plunged over 60%? 76% of crypto holders continue to think it's the future. What makes them so sure, though? 80% think our current global financial system isn't fair and needs an overhaul. On the other side of the crypto coin is the merchant who either will or won't accept crypto as payment. A different survey by Ripple and Faster Payment Council, I read a lot of surveys in doctors' waiting rooms, shows Bitcoin adoption among merchants is expected to increase 50% in the next three years. The top four use cases of crypto payments include remittances, cross-border B2B payments, card payments, and digital payments. For 89% of the payment companies in the survey, the lack of regulatory clarity remains a barrier to using blockchains as a means of payment. If I wanted to, I could bring you a The Metaverse is Dead article every single week. This week, it's the Streets Luke Olengamer who's basing their death proclamation mostly on what Mark Zuckerberg does. Luke delights in saying the metaverse was supposed to be Zuck's next big thing. He went all in on it, changing the name of the company, invested billions as the eyebrows of stockholders went higher and higher, and he certainly lost a great deal of money. In 2021 and 2022, Reality Labs recorded a cumulative loss of almost $24 billion, $13.7 billion of which was just last year. Okay, we've heard all that before. But the real signal Zuckerberg is giving up on the metaverse, according to Luke, is that he's shifting focus to the new hot sexy person at the party, generative AI. Zuckerberg said, quote, We're creating a new top-level product group at Meta focused on generative AI to turbocharge our work in this area. In the short term, we'll focus on building creative and expressive tools. Longer term, we'll focus on developing AI personas. The company will still make headsets, but perhaps for more narrow target audiences. Is the metaverse really dead? 
I guess if it's all entirely in the hands of Mark Zuckerberg, maybe. It's always fun to hear what Neil Stevenson has to say. After all, he's the one that coined the word metaverse in his 1992 sci-fi novel Snow Crash. 30 years later, his new company, Lamina One, has a mission to help creators build the open metaverse. And that's a term Stevenson says is different from the corporate versions of metaverse we see so far. Daniel Roberts at Decrypt says this is important to Stevenson. He says there are two things people are getting wrong when they talk about the metaverse. Wrong thing one, talking about multiple metaverses, which is a signal to him the person just doesn't get it. He says there's one metaverse and companies creating numerous closed metaverses don't get the concept. That's neither open nor interoperable. Wrong thing two, assuming it's all about goggles. There are goggles in his book, and it was a safe assumption, but plenty of people are accessing 3D worlds through 2D flat screens, and they seem completely happy with that. Neil says the reality is you can't spend hundreds of millions of dollars making an experience that only a tiny minority of the public can or will access. Hey, that's the way I feel about luxury yachts. Step right into the Metaverse car dealership. Pay no mind to that giant inflatable wavy man and grab your free coffee and popcorn, which is a fair trade for your $32,000 car purchase. Joanne Mueller at Axios writes about how, for a couple of car manufacturers anyway, the Metaverse and AI and ChatGPT are changing the game. Now, what do I have to do to get you into this news story today? The Fiat Metaverse store, unveiled in January at CES, was developed in collaboration with Microsoft and TouchCast and is in flight in Italy. And apparently you don't need a headset or an avatar because it's all run in Microsoft Teams. You interact virtually with a human or chat GPT-powered Fiat genius to get all your questions answered. TouchCast CEO Edo Siegel even says interactions will eventually be inside cars, so you can get questions answered even after you roar off the lot. Kia Germany has a Metaverse store as well, running on Engage. This one does work best with headsets and avatars, so you can walk through the virtual showroom and interact with the vehicles. Playboy. Now, now I've got your attention. Magistrate Court in Colombia wasn't quite as enticing, was it? The company's Web3 lead, Liz Suman, had a chat with Decrypt's Dan Roberts to preview the brand's upcoming Meta Mansion in the Sandbox. If you've got a Playboy Rabbitar NFT that the company released earlier and are part of the Rabbitar community, you can get special access privileges into the really cool parts of the Meta Mansion, probably the Grotto. But even if you aren't a proud Rabbitar holder, the mansion will reportedly be accessible to anyone, probably just the close-on sections. Suman described the Meta Mansion as the North Star of the company's Web3 strategy, and they've been dabbling in the metaverse since 2021 when they released the first NFT collection made up of decades of Playboy photos. When the Rabbitar avatars were released, 11,953 of the 3D Rabbit characters were put on sale, and according to OpenSea, the total trading volume of the collection reached the equivalent of more than $4.5 million. The Meta Mansion will open sometime this year, and Schumann says there's a real opportunity for storytelling that isn't traditional. I'm pretty sure I know what the story is, though. That's all we've got for you this week. Remember to subscribe to the show. Actually, don't try to remember. Just do it now, and we'll be back next week. 